Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you with knowledge so you can make better financial decisions in your life. And I want to start out today with something I've noticed lately, and it's worse and worse. You go into a store, and so much of the merchandise you can see, but you can't pick up off the shelf this thing of stuff being locked up is a plague in quarterly earnings reports company after company has talked it's a retail enterprise has talked about the problems they're having with what's called the shrink that's things that are stolen either by employees or by customers Uh, Pretty much all of us would have to be under a rock to have not seen one of the videos of theft rings coming into a store with shock and awe with 15, 20, 30 thieves. They've already scoped the store. Everybody has an assigned area and they grab expensive resellable merchandise and run out of the door. This is such a problem that you and I, the 90, what, 97, 99%, whatever percent of us are honest people who are walking in a store just to do our shopping, we are being inconvenienced to a degree that is unreal. I was in a Target store the other day that had underwear locked up. Okay, really? There's a run on Hanes underwear? Yes. Hanes underwear for men and women was locked up behind these plexiglass things that you have to have an associate come unlock the underwear for what Target calls guests. So they're having so much problem with stealing that they're having to decide that all guests are dishonest because of the small number that are. And... Last year, I told you about going in a Walmart that had come up with an area of the store that was kind of sealed off and you had to go through a gate to go into. And there were a variety of items that were all in there. They were on shelves. You could pull them off yourself. But you then had to come to a separate register area that was in this gated subsection in the Walmart store. And you paid there. And then they, they seal this package up so there's no chance you could then stick other stuff in it and your receipt stapled outside and all that. And then you have to wait for the cashier to press a button that then opens a gate for you to go out of this section of the store. Dollar Tree, Dollar 25 Tree as I call it, Dollar Tree reported that they're having a lot of theft of $1.25 items. Seriously. I mean, this is a problem in so much of retail. It's just mind-boggling. And so you and I, as customers, 
are really being punished. I don't know exactly how we solve this. I mean, we're talking about some uh, moral ethical problems in society that people think, hey, that's a great way to make a living is to go steal and then sell stuff on eBay or Amazon or wherever that you've stolen. It's the modern fence, and it's not the fault of the online sellers that people are selling through. There's no way for them to know that the goods being posted there are stolen. But it's a terrible problem. And people who who have experienced this for a long time with razor blades, I mean, who knew that razor blades, that Gillette blades had become so expensive that they'd become an item that would be a key target to steal? And then for a while, it was baby formula and all these different things. And it's very frustrating as a customer. You know, in retailing, capitalism always adjusts to the marketplace. And right now, I wonder how many sales retailers are losing because they're trying to prevent these thefts and they lock these items up and then a customer can't find a salesperson to come unlock it or whatever. Somebody doesn't have the right key to unlock that thing that the things are locked up in and they abandon the purchase and they leave without buying it. I wonder how much that's going on. But the cost for every dollar stolen, the cost for a retailer and how many items they have to sell It's a huge amount they have to sell to make up that lost dollar. So we've got a broken system now. And retailers will come up with answers that work for you and work for them as well. Just right now, this is a very awkward time. Are you seeing this when you shop the stuff that's locked up? absolutely. It's crazy. Um, I saw it a lot recently when we moved our daughter back into college, just trying to get items and having to have all of the the things unlocked everywhere. So it's a problem. The other thing is at self-checkout, there's a lot of theft taking place. And I talked about the uh, system that a Japanese company came up with, Uniqlo, that every item has a scannable ticket on it. There's no way you can substitute products or anything like that. And that's one of the problems with shoplifting, a form of shoplifting, is at self-checkout. And now more and more stores are adopting this Japanese system that eliminates the theft at the registers. And if you go to a Walmart and you check out at a Walmart, look up at self-checkout above your head, you will be stunned how many cameras are on you, including a camera looking at you right from the self-checkout scanner. And it is a problem where all of us are guilty till proven innocent. And Mm -hmm. we've got to come up with a better answer. I mean, the best would be if people stop stealing. Right. It does cut down on my impulse buys. I'll say that. Like, do I really need that? You know, Wait, so this is a great money saving (laughs) opportunity. Lock everything up in your stores. (laughs) I mean, and then we'll have so much more money in our pockets. Yeah. Can I just make that razor blade last a little longer? Yes, you can. Dry it after every use. (laughs) Let's go to questions. This is from Mike in California. I currently have Visible for my cell phone service, but I noticed they have no international service for Europe. I plan to travel to Europe in the fall, and I plan to purchase a local data eSIM for data only. My plan is only to communicate via this, but I'm concerned about two-factor authentication. What if for some reason I need to get an SMS text to my primary cell phone number? If I keep my visible SIM turned on, do you think an SMS text will still reach me since visible is using Verizon's hardware? 
Okay, so Mike, that's a great question. No, it won't reach you normally. However, most cell phone service now will work over Wi-Fi. So you could be anywhere in the world, and when you're having to do two-factor outside the country, you may well be able to, with that visible chip, receive that text over Wi-Fi wherever you are. And I know that has worked for a number of people. Don't know that that's foolproof, but you'll find in Europe, you'll find Wi-Fi like all over the place. That won't be a hard one. What you're doing though, you're doing it buying a local SIM because Visible doesn't offer service outside the United States. But effectively, the three major cell phone carriers, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, have made it so expensive to use your cell phone service now outside North America. T-Mobile used to be an exception. They're not anymore. That doing what you're doing is now the recommended thing that international travelers that frequently travel do anyway. You buy a SIM when you get to where you're going, use the data side of your phone now for pretty much everything anyway, and you use that local SIM, which is so much cheaper. The one exception, if you travel frequently overseas, you want to be with Google Fi. When you're with Google Fi and you use them for your service in the United States, it works almost everywhere in the world the same as it works right in the United States, no additional cost. This one's from Stan in New Jersey. I have an identity theft protection question. Other than the commercial ID theft providers, I have offers for free identity theft from my Discover card and another offer from AAA since I'm a member. Are these free ones as reliable? Yes, you're absolutely fine with identity theft protection from Discover, which was an innovator in this area, offering for free very early what other people charge for. And if AAA, your AAA affiliate is offering you free identity theft coverage, just fine. You don't need the other stuff out there. If you're Credit Karma, you have the equivalent from them as well for free. But none of these are as good as having a credit freeze in place. And I am the man from Credit Freeze. I am the man from Roth. I'm also the man from Credit Freeze. Credit Freeze is superior to identity theft monitoring any day of the week. And Stan in Arizona says, is there any wiggle room on purchase price when you want to buy a car off of a lease? So Stan, yes, but right now generally irrelevant. If you leased a car uh, three or four years ago, the value stated in that residual in the lease almost certainly is substantially less than what the market value is of that vehicle today. So even paying the contracted residual, the manufacturer, the leasing company, the dealer, whoever, they hate you for it. And that's good in this case because you're going to make the equivalent of thousands of dollars exercising the option contained in your lease for residual. Now, prior to this distortion in the auto market, it was actually something I recommended people do repeatedly. See what the residual is in your lease. See what fair market value is on your vehicle. And see if you can negotiate a cheaper purchase of it 
than what you had in the lease, particularly bank-based leases. They didn't want the vehicles back, and they would negotiate with you almost always. In this case now, you would be hurting yourself in close to 100% of cases because the residual is a better deal than anything you might be able to negotiate, which would be higher almost certainly than what the residual is in the lease. And yes, everyone who leased a car three or four years ago, even if you don't want to keep the vehicle, almost certainly you want to exercise your option to buy at that residual, even if you turn around immediately and resell the vehicle, because you could make thousands and thousands of dollars as we've had feedback from many people who've done just that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get to some questions. And this one's from Rich in California. He says, my 11-year-old and 7-year-old are receiving about $14,000 each as part of a wildfire settlement in California. The money must be put in a blocked account until they are 18. Do you have any suggestions on how to maximize their returns? So at 7 and 11, I don't know what restrictions there are placed on how the money can be invested. If you, you know, some money that you receive from a settlement cannot actually be invested because investing by its nature means that you could lose money over time. But you have enough years for both of the children that when you look at the odds, they would very heavily favor putting this money in a total stock market index fund where the kids would own indirectly and ultimately benefit from later when they reach adulthood at 18, where the money would be invested in little tiny slices of typically 3,000 or so U.S. companies. That is considered to be a safe choice of where to put money. Now, this puts me into a scary area because I'm giving you a direct financial recommendation. And that is, we are not an investment show. And I want to make that clear. But as a general answer, with the time horizon you're looking at, particularly for the seven-year-old, it would be a really good idea to consider going into a total stock market index fund is an ultra low cost way to have growth in this money that would be larger than you would typically find with other places you could put money aside for an 11 year period. For the 11 year old with the seven year window, that guidance I'm giving may be possibly a little too aggressive. And it would be a reasonable thing with the 11-year-old 
to split the difference and put half the money in a total stock market index fund and the other half in savings accounts or CDs. Maybe, I mean, we're talking about 18, but maybe they would keep it. Maybe the total stock market index would be fine if they, they're not withdrawing money. If they the money. left it alone and let it continue to grow after they're 18. Now, here's the dirty little secret. A lot of times when parents have put money aside for a child, when they reach what's considered to be control of that account, depending on the state, 18 or 21, most typically, parents have amnesia about telling kids those accounts exist Mm -hmm. because they may not have the maturity yet to deal with that 14,000 at that point, hopefully it'd be more money than that, to deal with that amount of money and not blow it. And so if you do keep that money secret, it's a great thing to have in the total stock market index fund as an option. The other thing you could do, it's $28,000. It's enough money that you could go buy some time with a fee-only financial planner with like Garrett Planning or XY Planning Network or something like that and get advice about what they would recommend you do with the money. These are organizations that don't make money. Their people don't make money from investments they would put you in. They only make money from you drawing on their brain power and getting their advice. Jennifer in Georgia says, I was recently promoted in sales. I have a company car that can be used for personal purposes. I'm a single parent and I want to get out of debt quicker to buy a home. I was thinking about selling my personal car to do that. What are your thoughts? If the job, Jennifer, it's hard to know, but if the job feels really secure, you feel comfortable and confident that this is a job that's a keeper that you're going to stay at. You're going to have this company car. The company seems solid. Your employment with them seems solid. Go for it. This is a great idea. Cars are a big drain on our wallets. They're the second largest expense for most of us we have in our lives besides our rent or our mortgage. So selling that vehicle and then being able to use the proceeds to improve your overall financial picture works really well if you're confident and comfortable in the security and longevity of that job. And this one's a really tough one. This one's from Jay in Utah. Jay says, hi, Clark. I'm a longtime listener since 1993. Thank you for that, Jay. And I'm grateful for your decades of advice. I have recently been diagnosed with an incurable disease, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. I'm in my 50s, married with two kids. I will likely be in a wheelchair within the next six months and will thereafter need constant care. Aside from a will, living trust, healthcare directive, and financial power of attorney, what else should I do to get my affairs in order? First of all, I want to tell you how sorry I am for you and your family with your diagnosis of Lou Gehrig's disease. It is a tough, tough road in front of you. I can tell from your post, you are a very thoughtful individual. You've already thought through the documents you should have to protect your family's interests, and you've done so already. I mean, you got the will, living trust, uh, healthcare directive, financial power of attorney. Mm -hmm. You have done everything you should have done. Uh, The healthcare directive, obviously, a very important thing for you to do here. And so I'm confident and comfortable that, that your time should be spent enjoying your family 
And also, I don't want to give false hope, but more and more diseases that had not had treatments before, that had not had options, there are more and more research studies going on. There may be a clinical trial. I read recently for one type of ALS, there is a promising treatment available. may not be genetically the one you have, but I want to wish you the years ahead that they are more pleasant than you fear and more enjoyable with your family than you may in your, your quiet moments feel and fear. And I'm glad that you have been part of what we do here for 30 years. And I wish you and your family absolutely the best going forward. And, uh, you know, life throws at us all different kinds of things. And there are times that we feel like, why did this have to happen to me, whatever it is? And we never know the answer to that. But just as you heard from Jay, and I find Jay, I find your words inspiring to your fellow listeners because you've received a brutal diagnosis and yet you're doing the things you need to do to take care of your family. All of us are going to have unexpected things, not as difficult as what you're facing, Jay. It's how we handle those things that is the real test. None of us are tested when things are going on just fine. The tests in life come when things are not going so great. And that's the true test of our character and our ability to roll with punches when they come. And so best of luck to you, Jay. I'm sure that your path will be smoother just because of the positive attitude that I heard in your words. And I hope you have a great day.